10, 10 p.m. It's Monday, April 13th. Yeah, Monday, April 13th. Give me one second, everybody. Send these invitations out. Ten ten Monday, April thirteenth. Shout out to everybody on the podcast. Happy um Monday. Hope you guys had a good weekend. Hope you guys enjoyed your weekend. You know what I mean? Quarantine is still. We still quarantining. We still up in here doing what we gotta do. We trying to survive. We quarantining. We trying to stay safe. Trying to stay healthy. Trying to make um. Trying to make sure the family is right. You know what I mean? Angling my camera real quick. To everybody on the podcast, just angling it a little bit. So, yeah, we're trying to make sure everything is right out here. Everybody's in good health. Situation's all crazy out here, man. Quarantining again. I think we out a month now been in the crib for a month, and um, we just making it happen, dog, you know what I mean, we all, all just, everybody just making it happen, we, we, we alive, got a lot to be thankful for, quarantine Mondays, excuse me, my, Trevor, there we go, hopefully there we go. Try not to get the cats in the, in the mix. Yeah, so today, um, hopefully everybody had a good Easter. Easter Sunday. Hopefully you didn't let this quarantine put a damper on your Easter Sunday. You know, Easter Sunday means a lot to a lot of people out there. Um, it wasn't really no big deal. You know, just we couldn't move around the way we want. You know, we were on in a in a position where we had to stay close to the house. Um, shout out to everybody that made sure they took care of their family. They cooked the dinners that they usually cook, breakfasts, all that stuff, man. Um, no, we can't travel. We can't go down to Wildwood, Atlantic City. We can't go downtown Philadelphia, 42nd Street, downtown Brooklyn. Stuff that we usually do, we can't do anymore. But, you know what I mean? We make do of what we got. We make do of what we got. Um, the Easter was pretty decent. You know, it was my wife's birthday. We spent the day in the house, sung happy birthday, got a cake. I, you know what I mean? No ice cream. Um, cooked, some, cooked some food. Watched some TV. You know, usually we turn up on the birthdays. You know, our birthdays is like, everybody's birthday is official. You know, we try to do it big on the birthdays. This this year we had to, like, take a rain check from doing it big. Couldn't do it extravagant, exclusive. Couldn't wild out. Couldn't wild out. Over the weekend, um, I had, uh, I had... I had I was I was um just chilling right, so I had the opportunity to sit down and watch a couple of lives. 
one live I watched was the RZA vs. DJ Premier. RZA vs. DJ Premier. That was all that. That was all that. They did their thing. Give me one second. I'm going to write something down. They did their thing. RZA vs. Um, DJ Premier, they were going at it. They weren't. It wasn't like a, a intense battle. They wasn't like it was more fun. And they were showing showcasing the hits and everything. They were like putting their talent out there and what they did back in the days and how they like held it down for the golden era. We were just talking about the golden era on the podcast, and these dudes were putting in some work. They was going hit for hit, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. They was going, you know. So we're going to talk about that. Um, how'd you guys feel about that? Which you rated? Who you think won? Um, this whole thing about 50 Cent and his son. You know, 50 Cent all of a sudden has beef with his son, right? I mean, they've been beefing for a long time. Him and his son, of all people, you beefing with your own flesh and blood, your child at that, to be at that. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's pretty pretty silly. We're going to discuss that. And I'm hearing a lot of rich people complain about being on quarantine, right? So we're going to talk about that. We're going to get into that. The rich people complaining about quarantine. You know what I mean? So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you, everybody, for um, listening to the rebroadcast. Showing a lot of love. I'm hearing the... Um, I'm looking at the analytics. I'm looking at the numbers. It's real decent. You know what I mean? I'm getting a lot of, um, a lot of, not, not too much feedback, but I'm seeing the views, you know, but we want the feedback. We want to know how you feel and what you want to hear, what you want to talk about, what you want to discuss on the podcast. You know, this is not only Instagram live. I know a lot of people probably think I'm on Instagram live and I'm just like talking. I'm, I'm basically looking at my alerts. But I'm talking to the podcast. So shout out to everybody that's out there that's listening to the podcast. Um, We're going to get right into it. RZA versus DJ Premier. It was crazy. It was like a lot of people were into in the live. It was packed in the live. It was almost like almost 200,000 people were joining this live. I think it reached up to at least 197 or 190. 190,000. So, um, people watching this live and stuff like that, and they anticipating a battle, a good battle, and they definitely got what they anticipated because RZA and the Jizza, I mean, RZA and DJ Premier did not let us down, you know, from the beginning, you know what I'm saying, from the beginning to the end, basically, you know, RZA jumped into the his shit, and then... Primo jumped into his shit and then they was going back and forth and then they give you like a little tidbit of story history behind the um the beat and the music industry and what they went through and how they used to hang out and see each other you know what I'm saying so it was good I'm gonna be honest with you I don't know who won the battle I think it was a I think it was a win for hip hop I think it was a win win for hip hop and I seen my man DJ Strike 
who DJs for um, Black Sheep and whatnot, I seen him say this is a win for hip-hop. And it was. It was a win for hip-hop. You know, you cannot go wrong with these two titans going at it. And um, everything that they built it up to be, it was. It was everything that they built it up to be. You know what I mean? They built a hype. They put a hype around this thing, and it was it was just that. It was it was it was all that. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of the songs bring back memories. You know, a lot of the songs bring back memories. Like who don't have memories when they hear Cream? Who don't have memories when they hear Ice Cream? Who don't have memories when they hear anything that the Wu Tang makes, like Triumph, all that stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? So when the Wu Tang when RZA put music out, he put music out. He put some timeless beats and timeless tracks. And then the lyrics, the lyrics with with the um the track is just is all that, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, you got Premier. Premier has his sound. He has a distinct sound. Um if you listen to his beats, his beats all sound like got that got that knock to it, got that you know what I'm saying? He got like he got hits with some of the most underground, grittiest people. You know, Premier's like a more of a gritty, gritty producer. Even though RZA makes some gritty beats, Primo, Primo got some fire. He got some hits. The streets like bop to that boy. You know what I mean? RZA makes some dark underground. But then you put the, like, you put Ghostface over his tracks and then the Master Killer, Raekwon. Old Dirty Bastard, all these guys, you put them all on a beat, and it's like, it's like gumbo. It's like you're stirring up a pot of gumbo. You know, these guys are just so talented. You know what I mean? It's so talented. Um, I know he put on the Run song, and everybody in the room went crazy. You know, and Jadakus do that laugh. And people was in there like, wow. You know what I mean? There was a lot of emojis going on in there, like a lot of that shit going on. But shout out to RZA and DJ Premier for putting on a really good show while we're here in quarantine, man. Um, I will, I'm, I'm be, I'll be honest with you, I was talking to my boy, and we having a conversation about music. And me and him would agree that we want to see Dr. Dre versus Puffy, P. Diddy. We want to see Dre versus Diddy in a battle of the hits, going hit for hit. Dre, Diddy, Dre, Diddy, Dre, Diddy. We want to see, because I think, to be honest with you, I don't know. I think Puff might hurt him. Puff might hurt Dr. Dre in a hit for hit battle. Dre gonna cater. Dre gonna cater. Dre gonna have the West Coast going crazy. But Puff gonna have the world going crazy. I'm talking about the East Coast, down south. You know, Puff when, when Puff took it to a Puff took it there with his production. You know what I'm saying? You know, Puffy he took it there with his production. Puff had because coming from a time where dudes was holding up the wall and RZA was hitting them with the tracks and dudes was on the wall on some grimy shit. Puff hit him what? Ain't nobody take my pride. Ain't nobody hold me down. Oh, no. He hit him with that shit. You know, Puffy made him dance. He took him off the wall. 
and he had him on the floor, like, throwing the champagne in the air, popping the bottles, wearing sunglasses in the club with the lights and all that shining, you know, dancing, doing your little bop. Yeah, Puff did that. Puff Daddy and the family. You know what I mean? Puff put Puff, he changed the game as far as production goes. Because he was sampling stuff and everybody was sampling. Even RZA sampled. Everybody sampled, but he made it known where the sample was coming from. And he hit you with some shit from back in the days. He had the old people like vibing. So I think Puff might, and you know, and Dre had some 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 monster samples, some G funk samples. That them boys, like, if they go at it, I think it'll be way fucking monumental in hip hop. Like people wouldn't understand the mechanics behind that shit. That should be crazy. Like my dude said, all Puff gotta do is drop. The Benjamins. Broken glass everywhere. If it ain't about no money, Puff, I just don't care. You know? So Puff dropped that. It's a rap. You know what I mean? And then you got Dre. Dre gonna go Dre gonna go hard. Dre gonna go hard. Cause Dre had Tupac. California love. Out on bail, fresh out of jail, California dreaming. As soon as I step on the scene, I'm hearing Hoochie screaming. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be crazy because you guys, you talk about these guys had lyricists on their team. You know, Snoop Dogg put them lyrics together, some fire. Dr. Dre had some fire, even though he might not be the most lyrical, but the way he put his words together. And then Dre produced for 50 Cent. You can find me in the club. You know, Dre produced for 50 and Eminem. So Dre gonna dig deep and Dre produced for Rakim. And don't forget, Dr. Dre produced for The Firm. What's the dilly? Just touched down, grounds down in Philly. So it might go crazy. That battle might go crazy. You know what I'm saying? You might see people hearing, people might hear some stuff that they ain't hearing years because yeah because Dre was on Dre was on that East Coast thing he he was doing it Puffy basically stayed in the East Coast but Dre Dre made moves with the firm Foxy Nas and AZ nature you know what I mean Dre made power moves Dre was getting right so we gonna have to see, we gonna have to figure out how we can get that to go viral. We need Dre and and Puffy to go at it. We need these dudes going at it. You know, shout out to hip hop, man. Shout out to hip hop because hip hop is showing that it can stay relevant during this whole situation that we in. This whole pandemic, hip hop is around. They ain't like they ain't going nowhere. We here. You know, the other day I watched, I'm on my phone, I'm thumbing through my phone, going through some stuff, and I see, I see 50 Cent and his son, Marquise, 
you know, 50 said he'd rather 6ix9ine, Takashi 6ix9ine be his son than Marquise. You know, like, and Marquise hit him back. He said, you'd rather a rat be your son. You would rather be a rat. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know how I take this whole thing. You see, 50, he's grown, right? He's a man. He's a grown man. His son is a young man. But that's 50. That's your son. That's your son before anything. That's your son. I mean, if it's something you want to tell everybody, let us know. If that's not your son, then we will stop calling him your son. But that's your son. You know, your wife, the lady that you slept with gave birth to him. So the way you treat him in public, in a public eye, you're a man like you're in corporate America, you're professional, you're, you're on TV, you do movies, <clears throat> you do television shows, you got your vitamin water, you're an investor, you're doing all this good, cool stuff, right? So why would you want to tarnish your legacy in front of the world? Why would you want people in front? Why would you want people to see you just basically shit on your child like that? You know, like it, it's no excuse. There's no reason. And anybody that condones that behavior that he's doing is clown. Is a clown. Just like you know, fifty. You doing some clown shit. You doing some clown shit. Like you should never get out there. And put your child on blast and shit on your son and do this and do that and and then you probably want you probably get mad you probably tell people to mind their business for talking about you and your child but dog you really are embarrassing yourself you know you're making yourself look stupid like what do you do what do you do behind closed doors you just tell your son we just gonna do it for the camera. We're going to argue for camera because it's a part of your your tough guy image. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not, your, your reputation is like really like what it is. Like, people, you know, you, you said enough. You know, and anybody that's watching you is not fascinated by the shit you talk about. Like, the stuff you do. Like, anytime you promote something, you put this. 50 cent image on the big screen like it's it's kind of sad it's sour it's, it's dumb you know for you to put your child out there and um talk bad about him you know you're you're you you you're just a, you're just one of them guys that i guess just needs the attention just needs the attention. You don't see no other man in the entertainment business doing the stuff you're doing. As far as family goes, you know, you kiss up to your little son and you got a whole big son out there and you just leave him out there like he's just a nobody. You know, I really think it's fake. I think you need to stop. Um... 
And if it's real, then you need to be ashamed of yourself, like, for shitting on your child in front of people like that. You know what I'm saying? You don't know what type of emotional effect that has on that young man. You know what I mean? Even though he seems like he doesn't be, he's not bothered by it, you don't know that. You know, it's pretty corny, it's lame. You know, it's lame. And I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not really a fan of 50 Cent. When I see stuff like that, I don't like them. I don't like them. I never watched the episode of Power. Um, I'm not, I'm not a supporter of corny shit like that, dog. Like, you corny. You know what I'm saying? You corny. One day you might see this, one day you might not see it, but I don't care. You, you whack for doing that putting your son out there like that and just trying to shit on him through your whole career it's like you try to shit on people and then when you put your child involved when you get your child involved in it it's like dog you draw the line with that man like motherfuckers can't even have kids and you out here shitting on yours in public a millionaire multi-millionaire dog you shitting on your own child you know you shitting on your own child dog your own child in front of perfect strangers' eyes. So that goes to sh- that's that's what let. I don't understand how people in Hollywood could take you serious because you don't even respect your own family. So I know they don't be really taking you serious. They just take your ideas and make it theirs. They give you a star. You probably paid for the star, um, and that's it. I know they don't honor what you're doing. I know they don't honor the shit you do when you come, when it comes to your child. Fuck Irv Gotti. Not fuck Irv Gotti literally, but forget Irv and Ja and all the other people you talk shit about. This is your child here. You know? I know the people in Hollywood and in hip-hop don't honor that. They don't put no motherfucking respect on that, dog. You know what I'm saying? People can say what they want to say. I don't give a fuck about you right now because you got the heart to stand in front of everybody and shit on your son in front of all these people. You know what I'm saying? And for people not to even speak on that as far as the music industry goes, they all fucked up too. They all fucked up too because motherfuckers not even supposed to be allowing you to do shit like that. Somebody's supposed to say, yo, nah, Fifth, you tripping. That's your son, dog. You can't be talking about him like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, somebody got to say something. Or maybe it's something that they know that we don't know. I'm fine with that. But like I said, if it's for entertainment purposes, then you still a clown. But you can't be getting away with shit like that, dog. You can't get away. Shout out to his son, man. Shout out to his son, man. Fuck that shit, because that shit is corny. So, yo, since we on the quarantine, we've been on quarantine, like I said, almost a month, right? I've been seeing, like, videos. You know, everybody puts a video up. Everybody puts something online. So, a couple of people from Hollywood, the rich people, and so forth and so on, they're complaining about being in their house, their mansion, in the hills, in Hollywood, or wherever they at, 
they literally don't have nothing good to say. Like we, we as people, regular people, we in the house, we not even complaining. We like, yo, like shit, like, and we lost a lot. Most of us not even working. They don't even know what they're going to do. What's their next move going to be? Then you got these people in Hollywood. Oh, I can't take this shit. It is crazy. They crying about being in quarantine. Like most of y'all probably got everything that we don't got that we wish we had. Y'all probably got bowling alleys, pools, hot tubs, saunas, movie theaters, basketball courts, all types of stuff. Nightclubs in the basement. TVs everywhere. But y'all complaining, man. Those are the people that I think this is going to turn around and hurt. God forbid it hurts them in a, in a fatal way. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt them. It's going to bite them. It's going to bite them. Because we here dealing with it. We dealing with it. We dealing with the situation. You know what I'm saying? Most of us is even going to work. During a pandemic, state of emergency, out there, masking gloves on. While they in the mansion, twin ten bedroom mansion, crying. You know what I mean? How the lady Ellen, the chick Ellen said she feel like she in jail or some shit. You don't even want to know what that feel like. Why would you even compare this to that? It's two different things. You're free. They're not. They're able to... They can't go nowhere. Sometimes they have lockdowns for like a week, two weeks. Where they just stay in a cell. Fed through a slot. And she's complaining because she gets to go down the steps in her slippers... Probably butt-ass naked and go to the refrigerator and get whatever she wants. Stop it. Stop it. Come on, Hollywood. Stop it. Y'all can't be serious. Y'all really can't be serious. Stop it. You feel what I'm saying? Let's get let's 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 be real here. Let's be real here. Shout out to everybody that's on quarantine that's not so-called rich. That's dealing with it. Watching movies, Netflix, they, they just chilling. Just making do with what they got. Family. They're chilling. They just, they just know how to survive. Then you got these people in Hollywood that obviously clearly don't know how to survive. They panic. It's a pandemic. Be patient. It'll be okay. You motherfuckers got everything you want. Y'all probably get shit delivered in drones right there to your house. Don't even have to come in, in, in contact with anybody. We, us, we still have to go outside during all this. Trying to figure it out. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We're going to cut it short. 30 minutes. You give them 30. 
Shout out to everybody that's been out there reaching out and that's been doing what they got to do. Um, thank you, everybody, for showing love on the podcast, Instagram Live. We slowly trying to build this up. We're trying to build this Instagram Live brand up. Um, get with me. Everybody be safe.